0: Welcome to the Bible 365 Podcast. My name is Randy Gudo, and it is Day 291. Our reading for today is coming from Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 27 through 40, and chapter 32, 1 Timothy chapter 3, Psalm chapter 88, and Proverbs chapter 25, verses 20 through 22. The translation I'm using throughout this podcast is the English Standard Version, also known as the ESV, and our format is the one-year Bible. Let's read. Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 27 through 40. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will sow the house of Israel and the house of Judah with the seed of man and the seed of beast. And it shall come to pass that as I have watched over them to pluck up and break down, to overthrow, destroy, and bring harm, so I will watch over them to build and to plant, declares the Lord. In those days they shall no longer say, The fathers have eaten sour grapes, and the children's teeth are set on edge, but everyone shall die for his own iniquity. Each man who eats sour grapes, his teeth shall be set on edge. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Thus says the Lord, who gives the sun for light by day, and the fixed order of the moon and the stars for light by night, who stirs up the sea so that its waves roar. The Lord of hosts is His name. If this fixed order departs from before me, declares the Lord, then shall the offspring of Israel cease from being a nation before me forever. Thus says the Lord, If the heavens above can be measured, and the foundations of the earth below can be explored, then I will cast off all the offspring of Israel for all that they have done, declares the Lord. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when the city shall be rebuilt for the Lord from the tower of Hananel to the corner gate, and the measuring line shall go out farther, straight to the hill Garib, and shall then turn to Goa, the whole valley of the dead bodies and the ashes, and all the fields as far as the brook Kidron, to the corner of the horse gate toward the east, shall be sacred to the Lord. It shall not be plucked up or overthrown any more forever. Jeremiah chapter 32. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the tenth year of Zedekiah king of Judah, which was the eighteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar. At that time the army of the king of Babylon was besieging Jerusalem. And Jeremiah the prophet was shut up in the court of the guard that was in the palace of the king of Judah. For Zedekiah king of Judah had imprisoned him, saying, Why do you prophesy and say, Thus says the Lord? Behold." I am giving this city into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he shall capture it. Zedekiah king of Judah shall not escape out of the hand of the Chaldeans, but shall surely be given into the hand of the king of Babylon, and shall speak with him face to face and see him eye to eye. And he shall take Zedekiah to Babylon, and there he shall remain until I visit him, declares the Lord. Though you fight against the Chaldeans, you shall not succeed. Jeremiah said, The word of the Lord came to me, Behold, Hanamel the son of Shalom your uncle will come to you and say, Buy my field that is at Anathoth, for the right of redemption by purchase is yours. Then Hanamel my cousin came to me in the court of the guard, in accordance with the word of the Lord, and said to me, Buy my field that is at Anathoth in the land of Benjamin, for the right of possession and redemption is yours, buy it for yourself. Then I knew that this was the word of the Lord." And I bought the field at Anathoth from Hanamel my cousin, and weighed out the money to him, seventeen shekels of silver. I signed the deed, sealed it, got witnesses, and weighed the money on scales. Then I took the sealed deed of purchase, containing the terms and conditions in the open copy. And I gave the deed of purchase to Barak the son of Neriah, son of Messiah, in the presence of Hanamel my cousin, in the presence of the witnesses who signed the deed of purchase and in the presence of all the Judeans who were sitting in the court of the guard, I charged Barak in their presence, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Take these deeds, both this sealed deed of purchase and this open deed, and put them in an earthenware vessel, that they may last for a long time. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Houses and fields and vineyards shall again be bought in this land. After I had given the deed of purchase to Barak the son of Neriah, I prayed to the Lord, saying, Ah, Lord God, it is You who have made the heavens and the earth by Your great power and by Your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for You. You show steadfast love to thousands, but You repaid the guilt of fathers to their children after them. O great and mighty God, whose name is the Lord of hosts, great in counsel and mighty indeed, whose eyes are open to all the ways of the children of man, rewarding each one according to his ways and according to the fruit of his deeds. You have shown signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, and to this day in Israel and among all mankind, and have made a name for yourself, as at this day. You brought your people Israel out of the land of Egypt with signs and wonders, with a strong hand and outstretched arm, and with great terror. And you gave them this land, which you swore to their fathers to give them, a land flowing with milk and honey. And they entered and took possession of it, but they did not obey your voice or walk in your law. They did nothing of all you commanded them to do. Therefore you have made all this disaster come upon them. Behold, the siege mounds have come up to the city to take it, and because of sword and famine and pestilence, the city is given into the hands of the Chaldeans who are fighting against it. What you spoke has come to pass, and behold, you see it. Yet you, O Lord God, have said to me, Buy the field for money and get witnesses, though the city is given into the hands of the Chaldeans. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? Therefore thus says the Lord, Behold, I am giving this city into the hands of the Chaldeans and into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon, and he shall capture it. The Chaldeans who are fighting against this city shall come and set this city on fire and burn it, with the houses on whose roofs offerings have been made to Baal and drink offerings have been poured out to other gods to provoke me to anger for the children of israel and the children of judah have done nothing but evil in my sight from their youth the children of israel have done nothing but provoke me to anger by the work of their hands declares the lord this city has aroused my anger and wrath from the day it was built to this day, so that I will remove it from my sight because of all the evil of the children of Israel and the children of Judah that they did to provoke me to anger, their kings and their officials, their priests and their prophets, the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. They have turned to me their back and not their face, and though I have taught them persistently, they have not listened to receive instruction." They set up their abominations in the house that is called by my name to defile it. They built the high places of Baal in the valley of the son of Hinnom to offer up their sons and daughters to Molech. Though I did not command them, nor did it enter into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. Now therefore thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning this city of which you say, It is given into the hand of the king of Babylon by sword, by famine, and by pestilence. Behold, I will gather them from all the countries to which I drove them in my anger and my wrath and in great indignation. I will bring them back to this place, and I will make them dwell in safety. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. I will give them one heart and one way, that they may fear me forever, for their own good and the good of their children after them. I will make with them an everlasting covenant that I will not turn away from doing good to them, and I will put the fear of me in their hearts that they may not turn from me. I will rejoice in doing them good, and I will plant them in this land in faithfulness with all my heart and all my soul. For thus says the Lord, Just as I have brought all this great disaster upon this people, so I will bring upon them all the good that I promised them. Fields shall be bought in this land of which you are saying, it is a desolation, without man or beast. It is given into the hand of the Chaldeans. Fields shall be bought for money, and deeds shall be signed and sealed and witnessed in the land of Benjamin, in the places about Jerusalem, and in the cities of Judah, in the cities of the hill country, in the cities of the Shephelah, and in the cities of the Negev, for I will restore their fortunes, declares the Lord. 1 Timothy 3. The saying is trustworthy. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders, so that he may not fall into disgrace and to a snare of the devil. Deacons likewise must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. I hope to come to you soon, but I am writing these things to you so that, if I delay, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of the truth. Great indeed, we confess, is the mystery of godliness. He was manifested in the flesh, vindicated by the Spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. You have put me in the depths of the pit, in the regions dark and deep. Your wrath lies heavy upon me, and you overwhelm me with all your waves, Selah. You have caused my companions to shun me. You have made me a horror to them. I am shut in so that I cannot escape. My eye grows dim through sorrow. Every day I call upon you, O Lord. I spread out my hands to you. Do you work wonders for the dead? Do the departed rise up to praise you? your wrath has swept over me your dreadful assaults destroy me they surround me like a flood all day long they close in on me together you have caused my beloved and my friend to shun me my companions have become darkness proverbs chapter 25 verses 20 through 22 whoever sings songs to a heavy heart is like one who takes off a garment on a cold day and like vinegar on soda if your enemy is hungry Give him bread to eat, and if he is thirsty, give him water to drink; for you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. Today's devotional is coming from 1 Timothy chapter 3 verses 14 and 15, and really there's one sentence from this passage that just really rocked me today, and I want to talk about that one sentence. But first, let's read these two verses. I hope to come to you soon. But I am writing these things to you so that, if I delay, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of the truth. When I read this line today, which is the church of the living God, I just paused and I honestly felt just a sense of reverential fear of the Lord. I think of how many times that I have approached church with no real expectation when i walked into that place the household of god and i saw my brothers and sisters in christ or one of the pastors or one of the deacons or an elder and i didn't really feel like i was there because this is the church of the living god maybe sometimes i showed up because i wanted to eat a donut or wanted some coffee or wanted to go get my favorite seat but i honestly wasn't walking in thinking to myself oh This is what Jesus was talking about when he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. When I read this today, which is the church of the living God, I felt like I was reading in Genesis and then Exodus and then different passages from the historical books where God manifest himself. And there was such awe. There was the cloud by day and the pillar of fire By night, there was God coming up and wrestling with Jacob. There was God coming with two angels to meet Abram before they went to Sodom where he was going to rain down fire. And we think sometimes that God is absent or that he's not really present. And so somehow we have this real weak, anemic, and even at times, and I'm very much speaking about myself, pathetic view of what the church is supposed to be. It's the household of God. And Paul was writing to Timothy in this whole chapter. He's saying, listen, people who aspire to be an overseer or a bishop, that's a great thing. But let me give you some qualifications. Oh, someone wants to be a deacon. Let me give you some qualifications. This is not a fortune 500 company. This is not some secular organization. And maybe the reason why people today have a very shallow and apathetic view of the church of the living God is because we as pastors have viewed church also as a corporation or an enterprise or a how can we get more butts in the seats versus this is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of the truth. The church of the living God in a parish, in a city, in a town, in a region should have a strong impact on that culture. Why? Because it is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of the truth. Now, before we pray, I'm going to have to read verse 16 because it is just so powerful. Great indeed, we confess, is the mystery of godliness. He was manifested in the flesh, vindicated by the Spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world taken up in glory let's pray father we come to you in the name of jesus and today i pray that you would just give us a renewed sense of what it is to be a part of the church of the living god let your church all across the world all across every single nation be a pillar and buttress of the truth forgive us for so many times, taking a casual approach to your church and help us to feel the impact immediately. Draw us close by the presence of your Holy Spirit and reveal your Son to us. We ask all of these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I hope that you enjoyed today's devotional. If you're getting something out of the Bible 365 podcast, make sure to share it with your family and with your friends. If you'd like to reach out to me and send me a message, you can do so by going to my website at randygudo.com, scroll to the bottom on my homepage, and there's an area where you can send me a message. comes right to my email. Please continue to pray for me. I'm praying for you. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you tomorrow with Day 292.